Hey, welcome, welcome back. Here we are, a good old Sunday book report moment. Yeah, and if you hear hooting hollering outside, it's because Biden and Kamala just run. Yes, One. breaking news. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> breaking news. Yeah. The whole new day has come. Finally. Yes, I feel like this, like, I feel the same way I feel when Mariah fired that manager mm-hmm. a few years ago, whose yes. name we do not speak of. It's just such a, a relief, a relaxing moment. Yeah, like, thank God. Thank God. <laughs> things are going to get better. I mean, slowly but surely, things will get better. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll, get a, we'll get everything together eventually. Yes. Yes. We need a moment. Cheers. <laughs> praise. Love it. Well, thank God for Mariah's book to get us through the last year. Exactly. <laughs> also, we got Mariah is always here keeping <laughs> us, keeping our spirits high. Yeah. Okay. So this week we're going to do Make It Happen, the chapter. Uh-huh. Lots of things to unpack in this chapter. We meet a lot of people. A lot of locations. A lot of moments are happening. A lot of jobs. Shady business deals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. We've got a lot to talk about. So we're going to try to break it all down because this is where it really, really happens here. Last week um, in those uh, first couple chapters of Sing Sing, mm-hmm. we were getting a better understanding of where Mariah was, how she's like getting into the music industry. Yeah. But now here she is in the city. Yeah, we've transitioned out of Long Island in high school. Yeah, she don't have time for that no more. We're, we're in all those, all those men in the garage, in the basement, all doing mm-hmm. those demos and whatnot. Mariah's got bigger dreams. Yeah. We're moving on. But also the skill is strong enough now that we can go into New York City. I'm not gonna, we're going to get professional now. Oh, yeah. There's no playing games We're going to no make more. money. The time is, no, we don't have time. Yeah, we're making money. <laughs> <laughs> Even in this chapter, Make It Happen, she talks about, you know, working with some of these people like Ben Margulies, who we're going to talk about. She's like, can these people hurry up? Because I got, I got, an, I'm ready to be a star now. Yeah. Not time, not playing the guy, playing around in the studio. Let's oh, she's, she's like 17, 18. Yeah. <laughs> Girl, she's ready. Yeah. <laughs> she was born a star. I know. All right. So make it happen. Here we go. So she's moved out of Pat's house. And she's crashing at Morgan's. Morgan's living on top of a Chinese restaurant called Charlie's Mom's Chinese Cuisine. Yes, girl, Charlie's Mom's. <laughs> yes, Charlie Mom Cuisine. Yes, girl. Which, by the way, so I Googled it because I was like, where in the village is this? Uh-huh. And I think it's on like 11th Street and 6th Avenue. Downtown. 11, oh, 11 and 6? Yes. So it's like below 14th Street. So that's the village. Oh, yeah, for sure. Not far from Washington Square. Is it still around? So the one down there is closed, but it's on the Upper East Side. Oh, they've changed locations. I think so. Well, they're still around. Yeah. They've still got some business popping mm-hmm. over there. Do you want some lunch? Well, not in the Upper East Side, no. And, but, and it's all the way east, like by oh, the really? river. Oh, no, no, no. We're not doing that. <laughs> so, no, I don't have time. I don't have time to go to that side. I'm never down there. No, girl. <laughs> I don't even Please. know how you get there. It's a nightmare. Yeah. It's like worse than getting to Brooklyn. <laughs> is because you have to go down and back up it is just ridiculous yeah and i'm not going through the park no no (laughs) ma'am no ma'am i'm not doing it but good good old charlie's um charlie mom cuisine got it okay but look at this tidbit so she's staying at morgan's place looking after his cats while he is in italy pursuing a modeling career yeah or mariah says whatever else he was doing 
or whatever else. Or whatever. Oh, Lord knows what he was doing. Exactly. What do you think that means? I just love how Morgan and um, Allison are out in different countries just <laughs> flying yeah. across the world. Yeah. And here's Mariah. And she says in this chapter, we'll talk about it later. She had barely even been on an airplane before, mm. before she went to L.A. And I was like, oh, that is so interesting. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think I remember them mentions of Morgan being like a modeling or something like that. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Did you ever hear about, cause he also used to be a bouncer at, at 54 like, at, at bars. Wasn't he at studio 54 a bouncer? Oh, was he? Oh, probably because Michelle Visage from RuPaul's Drag Race yes. said she knows him in the way that adults know each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. So I was like, Oh, interesting. But if you look back at like, the 80s in New York, I mean, everybody was knowing everybody because mm-hmm. right? it's all out and about. But it's obviously like a whole scene. It's the New York City scene. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I love it. Yeah, I think Michelle said that he was a bouncer at Studio 54. Probably. I forget, but it was she mentioned it a while back. Or which something. is an iconic studio, uh, studio um, <laughs> New York nightclub. Yes, which is not there any longer. Right. But it was it was there for a moment, honey. And then fun fact, fast forward, we went to an event in the basement of that called Broadway Loves Mariah. Yes. By Michael Mott. Now it's called Below 54. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah. Look at all up in the scene. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mariah energy up in Studio 54. Exactly. Exactly. Put that on the 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 list of Mariah locations of New York. Yeah. And um, I also really quickly want to mention that she is taking care of his two cats, Ninja and Tompkins. More cats. More cats. But I think we see these cats in some of Mariah's pictures, like, through the years. Like, yeah. correct me if I'm wrong, but the her very first Vibe magazine cover, mm. I think that white cat is either Ninja or Tompkins. Oh. I could be wrong. Where's Morris? Morris is still around Some He's probably still with Pat at this point. Oh, on Long Island. Because she doesn't, I mean... She doesn't mention him. I don't know. Makes Maybe. sense. She gets him eventually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Goes back for him. Yeah. So she brings up um, that she usually has like a dollar to spare a day. Mm-hmm. And it's either to take the subway or have a bagel. Girls, rough times. I know. Rough times. I remember, she doesn't say it here in the book, but she would say that she would flirt with the deli man to get a bagel and a Snapple iced tea Mm. (laughs) for the day. (laughs) But that's what you got to do. Well, fun fact, the H&H bagel on the Upper West Side is still around. Oh, you know it? It's iconic. It's been there forever. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I've never been. But I wonder if that's the one she was talking about. Or maybe they had more downtown. Oh, could be. Because this she's saying. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they listen. The H and H bagels sound real good to me. You know, I love a good bagel. Yeah, a dollar, right? But that's how, man. That's girl. She was struggling. But People back in don't the day. realize. I mean, for a bagel, they're like six now. <laughs> Can you believe yeah. it? I mean, really? That's cheap. So it's either a bagel or you know, getting around on the subway. Yeah, but um, but she's out looking for jobs, and this is where she starts working at the sports bar and like waitressing at certain spots. Mm. And she is not the good waitress that people would think. Well, wait, let's just go back to fifty four. So let's pick picture that visual. It's like 
disco's ending, people have that look, the fashions, uh-huh. the scene. Like the that's where we're at. Sure. Yes, yeah, of course. All of that. That's what it is. The big hair. Yeah, that's the mood. I'm d- I'm down. Uh huh. I'm having little moments. So, but she's now working up on 77th and Broadway at a bar named Sports. Sports on Broadway. Sports on Broadway. There we go. Yeah. So, yes. fun fact, the Mariah Report, the other podcast, <laughs> yes. was conceived um, on 74th and Amsterdam-ish. So, right there. Yeah, right there. That's more Mariah energy in the area. <laughs> Girl, the, Mariah was feeding us the energy to bring us all together. Yes, that was it. <laughs> yeah, but it's all in that in that vicinity. And so I was looking. I can't find any trace of a sports bar that's not there anymore. The only thing I, it could be is a restaurant that's there now called Serafina's. But isn't Serafina's in a really big building? Yeah, but I think it's like because isn't something funny in New York? Like once you have the license for the space, it just has to stay that. Oh, I have no idea. So I feel like they got the bar license, the kitchen license, the kitchen setup. So you have to keep it a, a keep bar it kitchen. whatever it is. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Or you just sell it, sell those licenses off. And that's on seventy seventh, seventy seventh and Broadway. Oh, then that must be it. Because everything else is a shop. That's the only thing that's like a hospitality situation. Interesting. Yeah, I'm not too familiar with that area, but I know like what it looks like a little mm-hmm. bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's it. That's where Mariah was working, stomping the ground. Yeah, but there's a couple her- of couple of new buildings there, so maybe they knocked it down. I don't know, but it's not there anymore. Okay, don't well, go looking for it. <laughs> <laughs> We've already tried. Yeah, <laughs> um, but that's where she's working in her in her boots mm-hmm. that are falling apart. Yeah, for that her mama gave her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you believe it? Can't even get a good pair of shoes. Uh huh. But listen, I've worked in restaurants. I know that when you're standing on your feet all day, shoes do not last as long as they should, no matter what the quality of them are. Yeah. Baby getting worn down real quick. No, I know. It's not cute. When I worked at McDonald's, same thing happened. When she said the the leather and the um, rubber separated. Oh, yes. Oh, please. The water gets in. Yeah. Oh, and if you're living in New York or Chicago. Yeah. Oh, the snow. I know. Yeah. Oh, I've been there. Yeah, they wear out like so quick. Before you know it. Mm-hmm. And you'd be like, girl, why is my foot wet? <laughs> why is my foot? Oh, my shoes broke. <laughs> yeah. But and you're also like, uh, I'll just keep wearing them. You got to let you got to ride them out till they die, girl. Because <laughs> yeah. the other one's still good. <laughs> right. <laughs> now, when they both break, that's when you got to That's when you got to invest. <laughs> yeah. I've had a hole in my shoe before. Oh, for sure. Okay, but then, uh, all right, so she she asks her mom for, like, new shoes. Mm. And then the mom asks Morgan. Isn't that weird? That's what I thought. Why is he interfering with the what, shoe what's situation? What's he got to do with shoes? I know. I mean, anyways, and then he's like, oh, Mariah has to learn how to do things on her own. Yeah. She's still a young girl. You know what I mean? Like, if you got... I don't know what shoes cost back then, but, like, if you got 50 bucks, give your little sister a pair of shoes. It's the least you could do. And she's looking after your cats. Right? Tompkins a ninja. (laughs) Without Mariah, gosh knows they'd be running the streets. Yeah. Feral. Yes. (laughs) Um, We also learned that she was a coat check girl. Did she tell that story recently about being a coat check girl? Probably. 
I can't remember. She talks about it so many times. Right. You know what she doesn't talk about in this part when she's out looking at all these um, jobs is dramatics. uh, Dramatics. The hair. The hair. um, Echo. And that whole story. She didn't talk about that in the book, did she? No. No. This is probably when it would have happened. This, Yeah, of course, because she's, you know, still... Hustling. Yeah, because by the time we get to the next chapter, mm. we meet Tanya Matola. So she's not sweeping hair then. No, no, no. She left that whole story out. But it's okay. I've heard it a million times. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's on... Google it. Please, yes. There's a whole photo and everything. <clears throat> I know. They did it for InStyle Magazine. Yeah. Yeah, like celebrity first jobs or something. Dramatic still exists. It does. I've had my hair cut there. Oh, I, you have? I had the one on the Upper West Side. Oh, you've been I don't there? know if it's necessarily the one Mariah was at, though, because it looked a little different than the picture. Well, that's the setup. I think that was a fake hairdresser. Oh, you think? Then the picture? In the picture. That wasn't it. It was? Why would they do that? Just to set the scene. Creating Why don't you go to the real store, though? Because you got to shut down the whole store. Girl, they got time. No, because that means customers lose money. You do it in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. We'll invest. Okay. Put a pin in that. We'll investigate. Mariah left that story out, so we don't know. <laughs> but they still exist. It's a thing. And then you go get your hair done, and the hairdressers are, are have funny names like Broadway, Cher. Yeah. What are my guys? He was called. I forget. It wasn't Broadway. It wasn't something Cher. Wild. Yeah, but his real name was like Steve or something. I only went there once, so I don't remember. It was a long time oh, ago. But they. Definitely would have named her Echo. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. I, I, and then, of course, she walks out that on day one. We should tell the story for the folks because yeah. Mariah left it out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyways, so she she eventually does, Morgan does buy her new shoes, blah, blah, blah. But she's always, you know. Okay, hang on. He buys <clears throat> the new shoes, doesn't ask her what she wants. I know. I know. Isn't that weird, too? It is weird. It is weird. Like, wouldn't why you wouldn't go... you be like, what size do you wear? What do you want? Right. Like, try, but you also, shoes, you got to try them on. So you to get it okay, right. Okay, that's true as well. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, who buys shoes for someone without, like, knowing? Yeah. I don't know. Because... Morgan, Morgan's weird. <laughs> He's weird. It's weird. <laughs> the whole situation's weird. The whole, <laughs> it's all weird. Um... Okay, so she's so she's out. She's trying to do what she can, pulling herself together. She has like, you know, she's getting food from the Chinese place downstairs from the bagel guy. Yeah, but this is also no proper shoes upon my feet. Sometimes I can't eat. Honey, make it happen. This is where it's all happening. That is my song. Make it happen. Yeah. Uh huh. She's but, telling us what's going on. No proper shoes upon her feet. Mm-hmm. Sometimes she couldn't even eat. No, but thank God for her job at the Coat Check Sports Bar situation Mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. they have a kitchen yes girl you gotta work where they have food yeah Uh, yeah believe me i know (laughs) i know too yeah Uh so she makes friends with the with the uh cook charles Mm -hmm. and he's over there giving her some burgers you know whatever he got and and some sambuca is that right just drinking sambuca do you like sambuca no i hate it i don't like that like anise flavor to it yes it's too much for me it's It's, also very strong yeah, very um, floral smelling. Very, very mm. black licorice. Licorice. Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. Yes. Like the ugh, my least favorite. But uh, you know, working in restaurants, you would like you drink sambuca, you take shots of sambuca or fornet. fornet. Like mm-hmm. that's the thing you do, I guess. Well, I know because that's just what they <laughs> <I> do. <laughs> and you take what the bartender gives you. Yeah. Yeah. So nice to know Mariah can drink and not be like messy drunk. Yeah. 
Because I feel like we didn't have, ever see her too messy drunk. No, and I also, I don't think I've ever really seen Mariah drinking hard liquor. Especially yeah. something like Sambuca. Yeah. It's crazy. It's always wine. Yeah, or, or a little bubble or something. Mm-hmm. A little splash. Mm-hmm. All right, girl. But she was doing it. That's what you got to do. Yeah. Okay, and then one day, she's... um eating at the Chinese place, and she comes across Clarissa. Mm. Now, we know Clarissa is, but now she's the ex-girlfriend of Gavin Christopher. Yeah. But, of course, you know, her and Mariah become girls. Kikian. Well, now she knows someone in the city. That's right. Now she has a girlfriend. Yes, yes. She has a good girlfriend. Yeah. So then she moves in with Clarissa. So from Morgan's house now to Clarissa, Mm -hmm. who is living... On the Upper West Side. So, yeah. So, they move into a brownstone with more gays. Girl, leave it to the gays. Yeah. The gays are all around. But, again, that that whole area there, the sports bar's right there where she works. The dramatics is right there. That's not mentioned. So, that's where she's getting her start on the Upper West Side. Yeah. She's laying the groundwork mm-hmm. over there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, too, the Upper West Side is not what it is. It was, oh. like, very gritty, very dirty, drug addicts. Completely different scene. Sex workers, everything. Everything was going on. Yeah. It was the nitty-gritty New York. Yeah, yeah. Of the 80s. Mm-hmm. So Mariah was trudging through it all. Think like West Side Story as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. No, mm-hmm. well, West Side Story maybe is like more of like Washington Heights. No, no, no. That's, no? No, that was Lincoln Center. Oh, okay. Where I don't think I've ever actually seen that movie, but... Oh, where the me. actual scenes were filmed... Is where Lincoln Center is now. They knocked down those apartment buildings. Oh, okay. All where right. Pat went to school, did her opera thing. Juilliard, yes. Juilliard. All right. Yeah. And Pat went to school right there too. All in that area. All, it's all right there. Yeah. That's why I love the West Side so much because I think there's that <laughs> yeah. natural Mariah connection to it. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, okay, then I could, I could get down with this. Yeah, I could get yeah. down with this. Uh-huh. So she, she describes living with Clarissa and she is living in... The cramped quarters above the kitchen is where her bed is. Yeah. I was like, girl, for $500? That's expensive back then. That's what I'm saying. For literally, you're sleeping on like a mattress above the kitchen. You can't even kneel on your own bed. I know. That's crazy. I know, I know. But at least it was close to where she worked, I guess. (laughs) She didn't have to get the train no more. Well, yeah, that's true because, (laughs) girl, she only got a dollar since the bagel or the train. Yeah, yeah. But that's the good thing about New York. You can really, if you live in the right spot, you can work in the right spot. It's all right there. So you don't have to worry about, you know, dividing your money up like that. Mm -hmm. Um, But so she talks about how she couldn't live. They didn't stay there very long. And then she says, like everything during that time, nothing lasted long. Eventually... The addition of some crazy roommates meant that Clarissa and I fled for our lives. I really can't get into details on that. Um, and had to move out. I mean, excuse me. Wh- no, no. Excuse me. Mariah, we We're need, the, need details. the details. <laughs> <laughs> you can't just throw these stories at us and not bring the details. What do you mean can't get into details? Can't get into details. Says who? <laughs> <laughs> I don't come from that school of thought. No, you can tell the details, girl. We need it. I, no, I mean, but it could be a million different things. What do you think happened? The addition of extra Crazy roommates. roommates. Do you think drug addict roommates? Probably, or just, who knows, just run in the streets, something. Like what? I don't, I wish I knew. 
I wish That's the biggest I knew. mystery in the book. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I want to know. Uh, they had to flee. Yeah. Do you think they're murderers? I don't know, girl. There could be. Gangsters. Maybe they were just like wild club kids or something. But I'm like, who? Why did the gays let these crazy people move in? Maybe the gays were crazy. Do you think? There, it's possible. <laughs> could be. Could be. Could be. You know, every once in a while. <laughs> You're right. Um, yeah, that is an interesting story. Mariah has to, you know, reveal more Elaborate. on that one. Even if it's cryptic. <laughs> yeah, give us a little something, girl. <laughs> yeah. Give us a little something. Just we, hint we gotta what, know. what the hell happened. That, but that is also where she... Um, so after they flee... Mm-hmm. They, then they she meets Josephine, who is now her longtime friend from you know old school. Yeah, and if you remember from the Around the World DVD, when she's talking to Brenda K. Star, Brenda's like, "Oh yeah, I remember you were in this flat with nine girls and cats and uh-huh. mattresses." Uh huh. I think this is that location. Definitely, um, and this is down. Now they moved with Josephine to East Fourteenth Street. Above a club called Rascals. Mm-hmm. Okay, which also, okay. Do you remember in the Craig Seymour um, interview, interview where he just posted the raw tape and they're driving around and she's like, oh, I used to work in that bar there. I she to... points out a location. They drive by it. Oh, really? And she kind of like ducks in the car. Like, oh, I used to work Oh, there. don't let them see. <laughs> like she just left there. Like she just quit or something. Yeah. Like, oh, don't let them see me. I feel like it might be Rascals. I don't think, do you think she worked at Rascals? Oh, maybe not. I feel like Rascals maybe was like um, a dancer club. Oh. Remember in Mariah's world when Josephine comes to visit? Yeah. I'd, I I could be wrong because I've only watched that episode once. <laughs> um, but she says that they lived above the bar, Rascals. And I think she like alludes that it was like a dancer bar. Oh. So I don't know if Mariah was working there. Oh. She could have. Maybe she went down and got some Sambuca. Maybe. At least. Yeah. So now she's living on 14th Street with um, with uh, Josephine. On a mattress. On the mattress. She got all her things, her little Maryland posters going everywhere with her. I'm like, girl, you sound like me. Mm-hmm. Carrying my Mariah posters everywhere I go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I didn't bring my Mariah posters. <clears throat> I didn't think I was staying that long. And here you are, what, 10 years later? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no Mariah posters, but they're packed away safely. I should have brought them. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. Uh, but she says how Josephine was like her new girlfriend and she was like, you know, giving her, borrowing her clothes and helping her out, covering mm-hmm. her shifts or, or doing stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So we love that. And um, this is sort of how she meets Ben Margulies. Right. Uh-huh. So Gavin, who she's been working with, which is the ex-boyfriend of Clarissa, mm-hmm. introduces her to a producer named Ben Margulies because mm-hmm. um, he came on as a drummer for a song that Gavin and Mariah were doing called Just Can't Hold It Back. Mm-hmm. And Ben had his own little studio. Now, we've heard the stories about the little, you know, the studio, the woodshed. Which I thought was up in Long Island. That's what I assumed as well. I didn't realize it was a closet in New York yeah. City. A, ca- a cabinet factory. That's what it says. Ben's. Oh, it was in the back of Ben's right. His dad's yeah. cabinet factory, I think. Yeah. I didn't highlight that part, but. 
Is that, I wonder where that is then. That could be on the walking tour as well. Well, here she says, it was located in the back of his father's cabinet-making factory. It was about the size of a pantry. It could have been a chicken coop for all I cared. And it honestly wasn't far from that. What mattered was that it was almost a full recording studio, the place where I belonged. Mm. The studio was... The, for me, the studio is part sanctuary, part playground, and part laboratory. Mm-hmm. So here she is. She's finally got like all the things at her disposal. Yeah. And this is where they start making the demo. In the city. His studio was in Chelsea on 19th Street between 6th and 7th Avenue. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. Chelsea... Uh, 6th, 7th at the back of his father's cabinet making factory yeah there's some factories down there there are and big spaces yeah who knows what it could be now though oh some richy I'm sure it's like you know rich houses you never know yeah over there yeah or like some furniture store or something well it could be listen it could still be there it could be a restaurant yeah (laughs) it could be the apple store now I feel like there might have been Splash Nightclub. Isn't that around there? Oh, girl. I haven't been to the... Well, the Splash is closed, oh, but... Yeah. I don't know. 19th don't know. Street? Or G-Lounge? That's the neighborhood. That is the neighborhood. <laughs> I haven't been down there in forever, honey. Same. I don't even know what's over there now. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally, it's been long time. We're going to do a follow-up book on all these locations. We'll do some scouting. So we'll where do are some they now? scouting. <laughs> what are they now? Um, all right. So her and Ben are now like fully working together. They got like songs going. They're both ambitious. Um, but Mariah says there was a little bit of incompatibility with them because she felt that Ben wanted to maybe do a do like be a duo. Mm. And she was not having that. She wasn't into that idea. No, she was not. Can you imagine? No, because I don't know him like that. But like Mariah doing like in a group? No, we're not. No, uh-uh. <laughs> because you think they're cool. Oh, we love them. Yeah. Remember when Annie Lennox was, okay, outside of the book, but remember when Mariah <laughs> was singing One Child for the Obamas at the Christmas special? Mm-hmm. And Annie Lennox was behind her and Mariah was like belting out so amazingly while she's pregnant with twins. Mm-hmm. And here's Annie Lennox behind her jamming out. Oh, totally. <laughs> I love it. I, I love it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I wonder if Annie was expecting that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what if they had ever met before right? or like yeah. I'm sure Annie Lennox knows Mariah's music like everybody does, but Yeah, I wonder but I wonder if she knew like that she would, like she would be doing it like that. Like that. Like that, girl. Yeah. Uh-huh. Cuz she was gagged. She was. You Annie can see. was gagged. <laughs> <laughs> was gagged. How do we feel about a Mariah Annie collabo? I mean, all those things could be great with the right song, I feel. Yeah, that could be that could be really interesting. Yeah. I mean, they're both super, super talented. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all about it's all about the timing. It's all about the right vibe mm-hmm. of everything. It's all about the thing. Mm-hmm. So, so now we know that they're working on the demo and things. And well, I was gonna say, like, we knew that they worked before the book. We knew they worked together in, on these early songs. But then everybody was like, "What happened? Why didn't they ever work together again?" Right. That was the big question mark. Yes. And I always thought that it had something to do with Tommy Mottola. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure it still does a little bit because she doesn't really get into the 
business political side of like record contracts here. Yeah. But she, girl, when she laid out this Ben Margulies story, mm-hmm. you thought I was upset with Pat. <laughs> oh, no. Pat. We love Pat compared to Ben Margulies. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Ben Margulies. Honey. <laughs> did some shady business. So he did Mariah really wrong. Really wrong there. And the fact that he got away with it, he's he is one lucky person. Yeah. I wish him well. Jesus. Well, it says, Ben suggested we have some security in place by way of a formal agreement. So he photocopied a contract out of the book, All You Need to Know About the Music Business, co-written by Don Passman, who would I kind of ironically become Mariah's lawyer with no parent, no legal guardian, manager, or even a good friend. I signed it. I was maybe 18 years old. Maybe 18 years old. Uh, that's like when you sign a phone contract. And you don't know what you're getting into. No. <laughs> and also you don't ever imagine that this little photocopied piece of paper is going to follow you for the next 10 years. And it's going to F you up when you get your record deal. Right? Uh-huh. I just I just can't believe that that thing held up in court. I can't believe it exists. Me neither. It exists for... <clears throat> big companies so like say sony made her do this it's because we're investing x amount of dollars to develop you now um all this money for promo the future we're developing you as an artist so yes they recoup their money over time yes of course not for this one dude with a shack you know what i mean yeah that's outrageous Mm -hmm. absolutely outrageous yeah like how did he get his he shouldn't be able to get his hands on it it should be a corporate thing with lawyers and people involved Exact. There should be a lot of people involved here. Mm-hmm. A lot of people. So now that they have this contract in place, they're shopping around their demo. He didn't even write it. He just photocopied no, it. I know. I know. <laughs> Isn't it mind blowing? Yeah. The anger and frustration I have over the whole situation with Ben Margulies. Yeah. Like it should have been I an official document. Can't even. And here I am listening to Here We Go Round Again over and over. And I'm like, ooh, that Ben Margulies. Because I love that song on the rarities. But. Mm. I am just, I am speechless. Do you think in like Glitter, the movie, when um, Terrence Howard kills, what's his face? Uh, Dice. Dice. That was like a little. I think it's a little. It's a message. A li- it's a little. <laughs> a wishful thing. It's a little too. Uh, it's a signal, a that's sign you, for something. That's maybe. how you get out of it. That's exactly <laughs> yes. I think that whole little storyline with Dice and and oh my God. Howard, yeah, for sure. Maybe Tommy one day was like Ben, I'm gonna straight up kill you. I wouldn't put it past him. Allegedly, not allegedly. Just allegedly, I wouldn't put it past him. Right. It's absolutely wild. The whole music business is wild. The wheelings and dealings. Mm. And just Ben coming with this document, I cannot even... I'm surprised. That's why I'm really surprised that like someone in the position of Tommy Mottola and that big major record label, mm. that they would allow that document to hold up. Like, that's a huge it amount of money. went through court or yeah. somebody should have done something. Notarized it. Something. You know what I mean? Yeah. I need more details in this story, too. Yeah. Because how did that happen? Yeah. How did Tommy Matola let that happen? I understand why Mariah, like, signed it. Like, I probably would have done the same thing. Mm. But once you then sign on to a major record label, mm-hmm. if Ben is over here yelling about his photocopied contract, mm. that's taken to court. 
Or buy it out. Or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Throw him a bone and tell him to go home. Weird. There must I have been know. some shady business else behind the scenes on that, too. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I don't but think- look at how all these men are just using Mariah. The one with the talent. Yes, doing the work. writing songs. Before she even met Ben, she wrote, she tells the whole story about All In Your Mind and how she was writing that. She didn't even know him. Mm-hmm. She wrote, she was writing these things when she was in school. Mm-hmm. A young teen. Yeah. And now he's going to own part of it. Ooh, Lord. Ooh, Lord. Uh, I mean, she does say here, right here on 115, page 115, the music business is designed to confuse and control artists. Yeah. Yeah. And later, seasoned music executives told me that Ben's deal was truly a golden ticket. I was trying to be loyal to someone who believed in me at a crucial time. But my naivete, I didn't realize the enormity of what I had signed away. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. And then she goes and breaks down how much he got. We'll just rewind back to 18-year-old Mariah. Never would she imagine the hundreds. I feel like um, by the time Butterfly came around, she made a billion dollars for Sony. Oh, for sure. The the Music Box and Daydream album alone yeah. is probably half a billion. Right. So little 18 Mariah... Would never you, imagine you would that never kind of fathom money. That, that that level of money would ever even be possible. Yeah. No, 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 no. So that's why I understand, you know, like Mariah would do something like that, not thinking. Mm-hmm. Even though like she clearly had a dream and a goal. Yeah. But you just don't think it's gonna get to that level. I mean, who thinks it can get to that level? I know. Well, only only for Mariah. Yeah. Only for Mariah. and But I also feel like, and then she says, I never looked back and I never tried to reset or recoup. One must pick one's battles wisely. And I wasn't about to come for someone who I had already left behind. I was on my way. Right. But again, how, how can you imagine what's going to come? Well, at least they made the demo. They got the demo. They got the demo. That's what kicked it off. And I guess, I guess so. I mean, listen, at the end of the day, Mariah's fine without Ben even having given him all that money. But that is just real bogus. It's, just, it's tough. I'm never going to get over it. I know, but it's tough because he didn't do anything like nasty. Like, technically, he got her to sign a contract. Yeah, I guess but it, it's just wasn't, sh- it wasn't yeah. like completely. He trapped her. Yeah. Like, he could have been like, all right, girl, just throw me a couple million. Right. Because it's not like he would have known what's coming either. You know what I mean? But to take such a huge chunk of royalties for albums you didn't even work on for the next 10 years, as if, like, you're Ursula and you own her voice or something. Mm -hmm. He was taking her artist royalties. Good girl, what? Isn't it funny? Because, like, at the end of the day, it's not real. It's just paper. (sighs) Tell me about it. And that everyone's complying with it all. That's why I said it should have it should have went through court. I'm I don't I girl, yeah. I can't even. I can't even. Even after the first album. I could understand Second if like album. the first album yeah. he got a big chunk. Sure. Yeah. But that's your chunk. That's what you did. Yeah. Thanks. Goodbye. Thank you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Man. Oh, I'm still mad at him. I'm not gonna get over it. We gotta move on though. Well, we gotta anyway, move on. Yeah. Well, now we know what happened. Yes, we have a better understanding. Because I bet as the dollars ticked in his favor, saltiness was happening. And so you're not going to get any good songwriting vibes 
Oh yeah, other. no, though, though they were done. Yeah, they're they're totally done with each other. Mm-hmm. So there's none of that going on. Mm-hmm. Taking all that money, like he deserves it. Mm-hmm. I cannot. The nerve. The nerve. All right, so now we're going to move on. And she starts talking about, you know, she has her demo. She is addicted to listening to it. She listens to her demo and the radio, and that's it. She's like the first Mariah fan. I know. (laughs) In the world. (laughs) She really is. (laughs) That's exactly right. That is exactly right. You are not lying. (laughs) And we learn from the best. Um, Okay, but then, but this is where she meets Cindy Mizell. Mm -hmm. And who is an amazing backup singer. Uh, She has her own like music out as well, but she's mainly known in the music scene of New York as a backup singer. Right. And they become quick friends. Quick friends. But now we've transitioned from 12-year-old amateur in the club in Long Island, trying to record demos. We're trying, trying, trying. Now we've got a job. Right. Like a now professional. Prof- professional. Yes. The resume is thickening. Very professional. Mm-hmm. But what more? And this was a very like learning experience for Mariah of how you have to network and how you have to be in contact with people that do what you want to do. Mm-hmm. And she learned that from Cindy Mizell because Cindy was like, oh, you know, uh, here's my number. Call me. Mm-hmm. And then they randomly Mariah never called her. Mm-hmm. She next time they run into each other, she's like, Mariah, you never called me. Mm-hmm. And then it like dawns on Mariah. Oh, she may I, call her. <laughs> I have to. I have to call you. Yes. Yeah, girl. Because I got the gigs, girl. You want the gigs? I got the gigs. Right, right, right. Got to call for the gigs. But I think that's Mariah doubting herself a little bit. Like, oh, I'm not that good. Right. To be calling Cindy. Yeah, because like Cindy's the big name. Yeah. She sings for the who's who. But this goes back to make it happen. You got to be calling. Yes. If you want to make it happen, that's what you got to do. That's the business. That's yeah. how it goes. But also, but look how um, she didn't want to be Ben's sidekick. Mm-hmm. But she does realize, oh, I should learn backup vocals. I should start here. Right. Versus like, no, I'm the lead singer. I'm not doing that. Exactly. You know what I mean? And this you, is also the roots of our amazing background sing vocals that we get oh, later please. on. Oh, Mariah's the queen of background vocals. Right. Oh, I love them. Yeah. I love them. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, oh, can't take that away, background vocals. Butterfly vocals. Butterfly vocals. Background vocals. Background vocals. <laughs> <laughs> you could remove Mariah from Butterfly. Yeah, it's still a beautiful song. And, and you know, and she also mentions here how she would listen to dance tracks mm. because she's like, oh, the background vocals are really what make those songs. Mm-hmm. And you listen to some of Mariah's dance tracks, like like the Butterfly dance tracks, mm. Fly Away. Mm, mm, it's mm. all those background vocals, mm-hmm. those layers and everything like that. Yes.
this is where she learns all that from one right. of the best, Miss Cindy Mizell. Most people don't pay attention to those. No, they sure do not. Yeah. They sure do not. The We Belong Together background vocals. Oh my God, the uh, best. Please. Eighth grade has amazing background uh, vocals. <laughs> <laughs> we literally go down every song and just be gagged after we say each song. <laughs> like, eighth grade. Uh, <laughs> really <hero>. good. <gasps> It's too funny. It's too funny. Um, but, but she does yeah. sort of go into sort of the little nuances that she learned and the, like how she had to practice and precision takes practice. Mm-hmm. And now that she, and now she says it's basically her favorite thing to do mm-hmm. are the background vocals. Mm-hmm. Well, because they carry the song and add a whole new layer to it. Yeah. They're important. Cool. It rounds everything out. It fills it up. Yeah. Mm hmm. Oh, Mariah is the queen at that. So thank you, Cindy Mizell. Yeah. But I also, it's very interesting. She talks about Cindy Mizell here and how Cindy, like, uh, gave her her first, you know, foot in the door. But I bet a lot of people don't realize that Cindy Mizell then sang backup for Mariah on most of her major albums. Mm. You know, everything from Music Box, If It's Over, I think she's on the background vocals, Butterfly, mm-hmm. I don't know about Daydream. Mm-hmm. But she's been on all, she's been with Mariah singing backup yeah. for all those early 90s. Yeah. So, you know, Mariah's even given her the gigs now. It's a back and forth. Oh, I got gigs for you. Oh, I got gigs for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Yeah. Because uh, Cindy called Mariah Mariah. Uh, but also <laughs> now Mariah, sad. yes. Well, also Mariah can cut one of those Sony checks now and give oh, it to Cindy. <laughs> exactly. Uh-huh. Those are those are hefty checks. Yeah. Because I know that Cindy, um, Cindy and the Price sisters and Trey and everybody, when you when you look at Mariah's 1993 special mm. at Proctor's Theater, I, I believe Cindy Mizell is singing back up. Mm-hmm. For her there, mm. and Mariah has a whole chapter on that over here. soon, soon to come, soon to come. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so Miss Cindy, there you go. You give a little, you take a little. That's how you do it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we we love Cindy. We got all of that, and now Mariah's starting to meet other people. Mm-hmm. She's starting to get other gigs. Uh, well, she says, "I was now in the tight and talented community of working musicians in New York City." Though yeah. I was invariably the youngest in the crowd, I was. I also often hung out with some of them outside of work hours, mostly on Manhattan's Upper West Side. I wasn't into drinking or, or hooking up. The hang to me was about networking, emphasis on work. It paid off. Right. She's not trying. She's not here for fun and games. Mm-hmm. Just like she wasn't here for fun and games with the men on Long Island in their basement studio mm-hmm. or even Ben Margulies trickling around in his studio. She's like, this is business, honey. I got I got uh, I got to a star to be born. Here. Yeah. But again, back on the Upper West Side. That's where it's at. It's, honey, that's where it goes down. Yeah. Uh-huh. All right. So she so she's doing all this networking, hanging out, meeting all these people. And then she says she got an offer to do a demo session for a group called Maggie's Dream. Mm. Now, this is going to be a very crucial, pivotal moment for Mariah as well. Mm -hmm. So Maggie's Dream has um, has a drummer named Tony, who is also the drummer of a band for a singer named Brenda K. Starr. Okay, but you're forgetting a, a fun tidbit. What's that? When I got the gig, I was told I'd be singing for a male vocalist. In walks in this sexy, serene, toasted, almond color, artsy young man. He looked just like the definition of an artist. His thick, dark hair, that dreadlocks. 
Um, goatee. Da, 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 da. Motorcycle jacket. Yeah. About a year later, the world will know him as Lenny Kravitz. Yes. So o- just... Originally Romeo Blue. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> is that interesting? Yeah, that is an interesting tidbit. Fast forward, we're acting in Precious together. I know, right? Mm-hmm. That's it's so wild. But I remember a long time ago, both Mariah and Lenny Kravitz talking about knowing each other, hmm. coming up together in, in the 80s scene here. Yeah. Also, there's, I remembered that Mariah did a photo shoot for the Emancipation of Mimi at his house here in New York. Oh, yeah. It's the one in like the little silver dress, but that's just an extra tip. It's very glossy. Yeah, it's very glossy. Mm-hmm. You know the one. Mm-hmm. In front of the window. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Super hot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, so we got so now we know Lenny Kravitz, we're loving him, but we also meet Brenda K. Starr, and she at the time has a hit called I Still Believe. Yes, again, fast forward, we're singing it, of course. <laughs> but <laughs> let's go back, rewind. <laughs> She's doing background vocals for it. Mm-hmm. So, this is that story too from Around the World, from the Around the World DVD. Yes, she says, I when she auditioned uh, for Brenda. She says, I sang for my life. I did all kinds of runs and belted out the last note. When I was finished, I stood perfectly still, returning back to earth, heart on fire. Brenda gave me a long, flat stare, then suddenly broke into a mischievous little giggle. In her chipped, nasally accent, she said, you're trying to steal my job? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I mean, maybe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but funny, Mariah switched from background singer to lead vocalist. <laughs> I Well, of course, she's destined for it. Yeah. But it's cute, and I like that, you know... Brenda could see the talent, obviously. Mm-hmm. And you just have to recognize that talent. Even though you're in the same business, same industry, you have the same goals. When there's natural talent, you have to recognize it. So mm-hmm. we have to give Brenda her props for that. Because mm-hmm. without that whole Brenda K star, I still believe, what would the path have been right. without that? Yeah. So it, it all works out perfectly. And whatever Ben saw in her to sign a make her sign a contract, obviously Brenda's seeing it too. Oh, for sure, everyone's seeing it. Mm-hmm. You can't, you can't not. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's almost like an American Idol, but not. Like she's Mariah's out here singing, and then people are like, "Oh, she's got talent. Let's take her." Well, that's how it used to go. Before I know American Idol. I know American Idol is like this express version of that. Yeah, it's all like uh, it's like the cookie cutter yeah. format of how you do it. But back in the day, you had to be out wheeling, dealing, networking, mixing, meeting, greeting, and mingling. Mm-hmm. And Mariah was doing it all. Yeah, and she just has such the natural talent. Everyone knows it. Everyone knows it. I also, just note um, in these days, so you see Mariah's 
background singing. She's in the studio singing. So uh, when we go a little further into the future, she doesn't sing live. She doesn't do live shows because she's never doing it. She's not in the clubs performing right. her songs. She's just really behind the scenes all the time. Yeah. So this this is that moment. She really isn't out in the clubs trying to put an act on. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, of course, yeah. Like Madonna would go to the nightclubs and sing her songs, perform on the stage. That's how she came up. Mariah's all in the studio mm-hmm. behind, 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 behind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it worked out. It did work out. It definitely worked out. But she wasn't lying. (laughs) Well, it also just goes to show that you don't always have to be the person out front. Yeah. You can hang back until it's your time. Mm -hmm. And you have to, like, understand when your time is. Mm -hmm. And so Mariah knew that. Like, you don't have to be the one in front. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're Nicole Scherzinger with the Pussycat Dolls, Mm -hmm. we love that. But maybe it's not your time. Exactly. Even though you're out front. Yeah. But either way. So Mariah and Brenda become quick friends. And there's one moment where she where Brenda says um, that she like wants to use some of Mariah's songs or she wants to like, you know, because she's heard the demo tape and Brenda's out there doing. She's like telling everybody word of mouthing Mariah. Oh, there's this young girl, Mariah. Blah, blah, Mm -hmm. blah. She has great songs. She has great songs. Mm -hmm. And I think Brenda wanted to record one of them or some of them. Mm -hmm. And uh, Mariah says, I may have been young and naive, but Brenda knew my songs were good and wise beyond their years. When I let her listen to my demo, she said, "Ooh, Mariah, I want to do this on my next album. And then Mariah was like, "Mm, no, sorry. These are mine. I have to keep them. She knows. She knows, which is very interesting because when you watch the two of them on the Around the World thing, Brenda's like, Mariah sings, I still believe. (laughs) And then Brenda's like, yeah, I'm so glad that we reconnected. And there's like a couple songs of yours that I want to do. And Mariah looks at her like, "Mm mm-hmm. Yeah. That we never got. <laughs> that you never got. <laughs> you ain't getting none of Mariah's songs, girl. Give it up. But I, it's just so funny to hear that she was even like, still, still <laughs> trying to get him. Still trying to get them songs from her. And Mariah's not letting go. Mariah's not letting go. Yeah. It's too funny. Um, you know what's funny? I went to New Orleans in January. And I was in a bar there, and they played the video for I Still Believe Brenda. Oh, the Brenda version? Yeah. Oh, I haven't seen that in decades. It's funny. It's weird. You know, well... Well, now there's a little backstory to it. Around the time that Mariah did... I remember when Mariah's version of I Still Believe came out on the number ones. Mm. Brenda was trying to piggyback off of Mariah's success. Allegedly, I don't know, I couldn't be making this up, but Mm. she, Brenda, released... like a remix album of I Still Believe remixes. Get that money. She was, girl, she (laughs) was doing it. I mean, she got to do what you got to do, girl. Um, Either way, uh, it's it's good. It's friendly. We love it. And this is when Brenda brings Mariah to LA for the first time. Yeah. Well, I don't know if we skipped it, but it mentions that Brenda grew up, um, again, we're on the Upper West Side. In like 90th and Broadway or or Columbus or something. Again, all in that region. Yeah. All walkable. Oh, girl. It's all, it's all going down. Yeah. It's all going down. Uh-huh. But when we go out to LA and we've seen 
the the pictures and the video of Mariah singing backup for Brenda Kay now at this radio station concert. Entertainment Tonight has the footage. Yes, with Mariah and her her ponytail on the top. Yeah, yeah. And her bangs and that little ensemble. And you see Brenda is genuinely interested in Mariah and yeah. brings her forward. Yeah. She was she was totally down for Mariah. Like there, I don't I don't feel like there was like jealousy in those early years. Yeah, it was so like genuine it's, respect. It's a bummer it went salty later. Well, yes. Did we ever get the real reason? I don't think we got the real reason. Mariah did not write about it in this book, mm. but there's got to be some reason. But probably money related. Could have been. She's probably trying to get that Ben Muggles check. She, and it's exactly. like, sorry, like, there's no more money to be given out. There's no, it's, we got nothing left. Yeah. Um, okay, so now they're in LA and Mariah's performing. And this is where she starts to, again, network and meet other people. Mm-hmm. So at this particular show, she meets Will Smith, who at the time, him and DJ Jazzy Jeff, had the parents just don't understand song. Mm-hmm. So like people people know who he is. Mariah was even a fan of him and they became friends. And this photo is out there. Yes. If Mariah with and- a scrunchie. <laughs> And Will oh, Smith. I love it. I love it. Yeah. I mean, that's a good picture. They both look so young and fresh and just And yeah, and I feel like it only surfaced like five years ago. Probably. Like it's a recent surface. I know, but now that we know, and so has that video from the concert from Entertainment Tonight, that Mm -hmm. just recently surfaced as well. Mm -hmm. But if there's been that picture and there's that video, there's got to be more out there. Oh, totally. For sure. Yeah. Can you imagine Mariah getting on a plane to LA? Well, now I can because Mariah flies everywhere. Back but then. back then, she's probably in her like one ensemble, her broken shoes. Yeah. <laughs> or no, maybe like Brenda's like borrowing her clothes or Josephine. So maybe she's doing a little bit better in that department. Well, I'm sure Brenda's label is um, giving some money for wardrobe. Yes, wardrobe, wardrobe, <laughs> wardrobe budget. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. And it was cute. It was yeah. cute. They were doing 80s. This was what it was. This was the look. But so we have a scene out in LA. So, that, so there's the concert. Um, Jeffrey Osborne is on. He's got his song. They do like a sing along moment, and so they friends like give her the mic, give her the mic. Uh huh. Then she does her thing. Mariah does her singing thing, and the big high note. The big high note. This is the scene from Glitter in the club. Yes, right, exactly. Yeah. And she gags everybody out. Give me the best of you. And everybody starts hooping and hollering and cheering and, you know, everybody goes wild. Mm-hmm. It's like that. It's also like very similar similar to Mariah at the NBA game. Mm. When people hear her showcase that part of her voice, mm-hmm. they don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. They go crazy for her. Right. But we're just seeing that her 
talent is getting her into the right space as well. With the right people. Yes. She's literally going places. She's on the other side of the country now singing. Yeah. Spreading her voice around. She's making the rounds, making the rounds. Mm -hmm. And so, okay, so she comes back to New York and she still starts, she still continues to hang out with Will Smith. And she says it's just completely friendly, completely work. So don't get any hysterics about what they was doing together. And who cares? True, that's her business. Let her do what she wants to do. Lenny and Will Smith, whatever. I mean, I wouldn't be mad. Yeah. (laughs) Why are we mad? Well, that is also interesting because Mariah talks about the, the when Clarissa had outed her as still being a virgin. Oh, yeah. Around all the men or right. whatever. And I was like, girl, why are you even talking about that kind of stuff? Yeah. Ew, I don't want to hear it. I know. <laughs> okay, but also just take note. So we're towards the end, at the end of the chapter, we're shifting from background singing now to like okay now it's time to get the record deal right i need to get this deal uh-huh. and we're getting close to it yeah because she does mention that there there were times where people wanted to use her songs for certain movies like mm. the alone in love or mm-hmm. something like that and mariah was like they offered her five thousand dollars and mm-hmm. she's like no i need to hold on to it and then blah 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 she knew it was just too valuable mm-hmm. but now she's like really starting to shop things around because will smith her new best friend mm-hmm. is signed at def jam mm-hmm. and he's like mariah you you should come meet everybody see what's up because you got what it takes mm-hmm. and you have a demo tape let's mm-hmm. go mm-hmm. so they went now she s- talks about another interesting person um that in the future will be very pivotal in mariah's career Lior cohen Mm. And he was um, managing Run DMC and LL Cool J at the time. Mm-hmm. But he is the one, after the whole glitter debacle, he's the one who signs her to Def Jam for Charm Bracelet and then gives her her own imprint. Slash Monarch. Fast forward Emancipation of Mimi. Exactly. But I don't think Lior Cohen was there anymore when Mimi came out. Right, but he's but he, he's up. the one who brought brought her over. Yeah. So just like here we are, twenty years later, here's late Lior Cohen. Interesting. Again. Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, Mariah talks about meeting him and meeting executives at the Death Jam offices, and you know she's looked at other places and people have offered her things, and then I found it real interesting here on one twenty one page one twenty one that she says. Um, her and Will Smith upstairs. We found ourselves with a junior executive who wanted me to sing. Once again, I may have looked a little shabby and young, but I was discerning enough to understand. I wasn't going to sing for this random guy. I was grateful for Will's confidence, but I had my sights on a major label with a legacy of artists more in alignment with my singer songwriter ambitions Mm -hmm. she wanted something big Mm -hmm. you know and at the time Def Jam is just coming up they have a couple like good hit artists and whatnot like Will Smith at the time Mariah was like I need major Mm -hmm. I need to know where Barbara Streisand is signed Mm -hmm. that's where I need to go Mm -hmm. so she wouldn't sing for him Mm -hmm. can you believe it um but this is interesting so so I guess like the hesitant but she's having a hard time um my demo was more diverse than the music industry at the time, the whole industry. Mm-hmm. Then, of course, there's always the blondest biracial elephant in the room. Executives at Motown supposedly reacted to my demo by saying, oh, no, we don't want to deal with another Tina Marie situation again. 
meaning they didn't want to be forced in to force the general public into grappling with wondering if I was black or white or what. Mm-hmm. So these issues from preschool are, are back. Coming right back up because you're dealing with these men in the, in the music business now. Because mm-hmm. it's all men. Right. All men. But even like in this whole transition period, all of that work she's done, mm-hmm. everything, the talent is proven. It's been certified. Everyone's gagged out that she meets. She's signed a contract. But someone... she cannot get away from this. What is she? Is she black? Yeah. Is she white? It just like it just creeps up on her again all the time. It's, you cannot escape it. Yeah, and it really, really sucks. Uh, that's but that was the nature of the thing at the time because you look. She talks about like all the other artists that were out at the time that were big. I'm thinking late '80s. You had Tiffany. You had Debbie Gibson, the Paula Abduls. Mm. You know, Janet was sort of hitting big by then. Madonna. Madonna. Like, where does Mariah fit into all of that? Because yeah. she really does have that diversity to her musical style. And Whitney, she too. Can sing, Whitney. And Whitney. Oh, yeah. yeah and Whitney, yeah. for sure. Right. Uh, but she can sing any style. Yeah. You know, she could do this. She could do that. And she, and she writes it. Uh-huh. And she produces it. So like she's she's got everything going for her, but still the record labels are like, where do you fit in? Right. It's almost like you're coming with so much to offer yeah, that it, they can't put you somewhere. Because back in the day, you needed to fit, fit in a box. somewhere. There's no box for her. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But she says, you know, about the Tina Marie thing. Um but for the record, Tina Marie never cared about crossing, never cared about crossing over. And I didn't want to cross over either. I wanted to transcend. Yes. That like, last moment gives me chills. Like she knows she needs to just break through through all of that. She has to be beyond boxable. There's no box. There is there is no box. Yeah. Because she has built herself and she has the God-given talent to not need to be put into a box to be marketed and sold to a certain genre yeah. of the public. Yeah, but look at how now biracial people say, oh, seeing Mariah helped me realize I can be successful and she inspired me, et cetera, et cetera. And Mariah was like, yeah, I never had that growing up. She literally had no bucks. There was no bucks. Right. So now they're trying to put her there. I can't do this. Mm -hmm. She had Marilyn. (laughs) Right. But Marilyn was white. There was no mixed person that she could follow or use it it as an example. Yeah. Yeah. Mariah, she had to be the one to transcend. She literally did transcend, not just in the musical aspect, but also just in the visibility aspect. Mm -hmm. She transcended, Mm -hmm. and she started a whole nother trend that allowed people to see themselves on TV or being successful or being a singer. Mm -hmm. When you see yourself, you have more confidence in yourself, Mm -hmm. and Mariah did that for millions and millions of people. Yeah. I think this is a great chapter because it just shows how she really did it. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't... Uh, I it just wasn't t- just like an overnight success. And it wasn't just, oh yeah, I just made a demo tape and the record label brought it. No, she came to New York. She had holes in the shoes. She worked in the coat check, yep. eating hamburgers. Sometimes Sambucas. sometimes didn't eat. Mm-hmm. Did the background singing. Meet, like greeting and mingling. Do what you got to do. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of hard work. While working on your demo tape. Yeah. And she did it, man. So I do love this chapter. Number one, it's called Make It Happen, which is one of my favorites. Mm. Uh, but she really lays down that foundation of what she did. Yeah. You know, 
and she's she's a hard worker. Yeah, and it, driven, very driven. Yeah, and I think it really um, destroys that illusion people have that oh, she just turned up to Sony Music and sang, and they helped her. Right, or like oh, she just like met this guy at a party, started that's, dating him, and he gave her everything. That's where the story starts. Yeah, these people they're they're lost, honey. So we're gonna have to refer them to yeah. the Make It Happen chapter. <laughs> yes, <laughs> so they have a better understanding. Yeah, of what Mariah did to get where she is today. Right, I love it. I love it. Okay. All right. So that was a long sort of chapter, but there was a lot to unpack there. Mm -hmm. There's people, demos, business, Mm -hmm. all kinds of things. Mm -hmm. New York cities, all of that. Mm -hmm. So I think we are going to retire for this episode. Yes. (laughs) Take it all in. Exactly. Breathe, breathe. And now I love that we have more of an understanding of her struggle. And the foundation has been laid. Yes. Next week we're gonna we're gonna meet some interesting characters in our next episode <laughs> yeah. and see where it goes. Right. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time. All right. Bye bye. Mm-hmm.